0: Hello and welcome to our annual ChickCast. This is Scott DeVinny and I'm joined today with Christy Eyscheid, who is a franchisee with two restaurants. And we're excited to have you today, Christy. Thank you. We're gonna hear about you and your story and uh, we'll weave a little chicken salad in there somewhere. But um, thanks for joining Midday. Tell tell us a little bit, uh, you joined us how many years ago?
1: Um, I went through OMT in November of 2018.
0: 18. So. Three and a half years. Yes. And you've met a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But there's still a lot of people you probably don't know. Yes. So everybody's going to get to know you today. Oh, dear. So tell us where you're from, where, you, where you're born, and a little bit of child life.
1: Um, I was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So both my stores are in Tennessee. Um, I grew up with a mom and a dad and a sister who I didn't really come to appreciate fully until we were adults.
0: Is she older or younger?
1: She's uh, older. Okay. By about two years. Um, my father passed away when I was twelve, so mom finished raising us and uh she was an incredible role model, showed us what hard work looked like and told us every day we could do anything we set our mind to.
0: So what what did your mom and dad do for your dad up until he passed? What, um what my was dad was
1: uh vice president of National Posters and Postographics, so the billboards. And um he used to take us to work with him when we were kids and we'd get to play in the dark room and stuff. And my mother worked from the time she was 16 years old until she retired at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. She started in the mailroom and worked her way up to the legal division.
0: Interesting. And you didn't want to follow in either one of their footsteps? Uh,
1: no, I, uh, I sort of charted my own path. I interviewed with Blue Cross and I was offered a position, but I really was a little less inside the box and a little more outside the lines, so
0: been that way ever since, oh yeah, so what what were you like in high school sports theater drama what'd you do Did you I sing? was a
1: cheerleader okay. so. I was also an r o t c so I was um holding girls flipping off my shoulders on Friday nights and rappelling down buildings on Wednesday afternoons. All right,
0: so talk about it. How'd you get into ROTC program?
1: Uh, You know, I don't really know. It just, all these kids would run around in their uniforms on Wednesdays and I thought it looked like fun. And our school was a very eclectic mix of kids who were all really close. And so you had football players and cheerleaders and basketball players all in the ROTC program and they let us shoot guns. So that was kind of cool. And, yeah, so I, I joined ROTC, and then I went for a group called the Rangers back then. I forget what they call them now. But we would go on camping trips. We got to learn to repel. We got to go to Fort Bragg and do the buddy seat drop and some really cool experiences. But it was a great uh, leadership program as well. So our whole senior year was focused on leadership, whereas before we would learned to read maps and we had learned, um, like, the differences in maps and stuff like that. That year was all focused on leadership. Wow. So it was really cool.
0: So did you jump out of the plane with a parachute?
1: I did not. I did rappel out of a helicopter.
0: Okay. And how high are you when you do
1: that? <laughs> um, yeah, I have no clue how high we were. We're over the football field, and they're like, okay, jump. So we jumped.
0: Wow. Very cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So do you remember a good lesson from the leadership
1: stuff that year? You know, I learned a lot that year, and I really wish that I could find the notes that I had taken during that season. But, you know, as kids, we never value the stuff that we value as adults. But um, we learned about the difference in autocratic and democratic leaders and different leadership styles and how some leaders are emergent or some are charismatic. And so I think that i I'm not really sure which of those categories that I fall into, but it it sort of started me on a path of learning those skills and being able to foster those skills in other people.
0: And I assume your sister did not participate in it.
1: She did not she was a- she calls herself a band geek, but she played the clarinet and um she was more of an independent, less follow the crowd and more you know out on her own.
0: And so you get out of high school, then what?
1: Um, So I went to MTSU for a year. Uh, My best friend said, hey, we're going to MTSU. And I said, okay. (laughs) And so I went for a year. And um, my sister had gotten married while I was, just before I left. And so my mom was home alone. And I really struggled with that. And so I came home after the first year and I went to Chattanooga State and Like I said, I've always kind of been outside the line, so I didn't do everything all at once. I think I finally graduated with my associates at about 36. I graduated with my bachelor's at 45. Every time I had a child, I went back to school for some reason. I have no idea why. You're
0: just taking your time.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I had always had jobs that nobody really cared what my educational background was. They cared more what my skill level was. So um, I had been really fortunate. I had managed in retail for years, and then I went to work for a paging company. I know there's a lot of people out there that probably don't know what pagers yes. are, <laughs> but I went to work for a paging company, and I moved up with that company and went from being an office manager to being the regional operations manager over two states, and then I switched sides and went into the district manager side of things. So I was in sales at that point, point. and then... Cell phones started being able to text, and pagers were no longer needed, so my position was downsized. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I went to work for a hotel. Um, I was the director of operations for a hotel, and I I enjoyed that to a certain degree, but I always kind of felt a little unrest that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And at that time, Matt had gone, my husband had gone into um, Zaxby's, and was working for a fella and decided to open a franchise of our own. And so we partnered with the gentleman that he worked with. And so by the time I was at the hotel work and we had two restaurants, and I sort of felt this nagging in the back of my head saying, Christy, you need to be involved in your own business. You need to be doing something else. So when the opportunity presented itself, I volunteered to go to work at a restaurant. And so day one, I'm like, holy cow, what was I thinking? What? <laughs> I had an office, I wore business suits, I traveled, what am I doing here? And uh, so it was an interesting journey, and about a year and a half into it, I was able to help a young man um, get his driver's license back and get the opportunity to see his children again, which he hadn't had for a long time. And so when I realized why I was there, everything else made sense. And I knew at that point that I was there to help people reach their potential.
0: Who needs an office and a <clears throat> business suit, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So as I say, I used to have a real job, and now I'm just having fun.
0: <laughs> well, so what was the hotel? Was it a like a full service? Or it was a, a Clarion Hotel. Clarion. Mm-hmm. So, it's a
1: Doubletree now.
0: And you probably had not many employees.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, I had no employees, actually, that reported to me. It was kind of nice. But even the hotel <laughs> itself,
0: they don't have many employees. No. It's more about efficiency of cleaning rooms and stuff and And guest service so how how did you end up in the hotel business
1: um so when I got downsized I needed a job and a friend of mine was like well hey we're hiring this position and I said okay so I went and interviewed for it and um it was less money but Matt and I had been able to manage our money pretty well and so we were in a good position so I was able to make less and it was a a sales position and you would do group sales and write proposals and go out and speak with people in the community who may have folks coming in traveling to Chattanooga that would need a place to stay. And it was really neat. I got to meet a lot of cool people. I got to be involved with um, the travel and tourism group in Chattanooga. So that was really interesting. And I think one of my favorite facts that I learned was that In 1969, Chattanooga was in the top 10 dirtiest cities in the U.S. Dirtiest cities. Dirtiest cities. And in 2004, we were in the top five family destinations. Wow. So we've come a long way.
0: And there was a lot of Coca-Cola money in Chattanooga. Big for Coke.
1: Yep. Coca-Cola, Olin Mills, um, Crystal.
0: Right. Which is no longer there either. Right. (laughs) So talk about Matt. How did we meet how did we end up together?
1: And so up Matt and there. I had actually met a couple of times. He was also at MTSU, and so we had some common friends. But one weekend, my girlfriends had come home for the weekend, and apparently he had come home for the weekend. And uh, so I was so the... he's from He's too. from Cleveland, okay. which is where our second store is. Right. Um, he I was the designated driver for the night, and my friends were being all crazy, and we saw this boy, and... They run up to him, Matt, Matt, and they were all acting silly. So I'm like, I'm going over here. And uh, so he asked who I was and asked to be introduced. And um, about a month later, he called and asked me out. And that was in November of 1990. So we've been together for a fair amount of time. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. We were long distance the first two years. And then um, the next two years, he was in Cleveland. I was in Chattanooga which is 20 minutes apart. And so he went to work for O'Charlie's as a waiter when he graduated, and he loved it. He loved everything about the restaurant business. So he eventually became the youngest GM they'd ever had. And so that just fueled his passion for wanting to be in the restaurant business. So after he left O'Charlie's, um, as you can imagine, full service kind of chews you up and spit you out. And so after he left O'Charlie's, he still, his heart longed for the restaurant business, but he tried tons of other things and just never found his niche. So he told me that a fella had come to speak to him about a job. And I'm like, well, what's the what's the business? He said, well, it's a restaurant. I said, well, what's it called? And he's like, I can't even remember what he said. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so it made a good impression. So finally... Matt was like, "No, my husband says. Well, uh, my wife says we'll live in a ditch before I go back in the restaurant business. How funny is that?" Right. And so we never had to live in the ditch, but we did go back in the restaurant business. You had never been in the restaurant. No, I had. I owned two before I'd ever worked in one. Had no intentions of being in the restaurant. I was not handling raw chicken for a living. I was a signature on a page, and that was it. And so um we were with Zaxby's. We opened our first franchise. In 2014, in 2004, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we sold in 2017. So the day that our partners called us in to tell us that we had been given a really good offer and that they had intended to take it, I just cried. I was so upset because I loved what I did and I loved my kids that worked for me. And, and you've done it for 13 years. Yeah, and time. yeah. So um, the company that bought us said, "Well, we'd like for you to stay on and help with the transition." So at some point during that, I sort of lost that love and feeling. And it's hard to watch another group come in and dismantle what you've built. So Hudson called. Hudson and my husband had met each other at chicken school at Zaxby's. And so he calls Matt and he's like, hey, man, I know you sold your businesses. Do you guys want to move to Arkansas? Matt just died <laughs> laughing and hung up. So, the next time Hudson calls, he's like, hey, seriously, let's talk about this chicken salad chick thing. And Matt's like, dude, I'm not interested. I'm flipping now you, houses now. Um you
0: been there yet? Um, you ever had chicken salad chick at that
1: point? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that in one yeah. minute. Right. So, he's like, dude, I'm flipping houses. I'm not interested. And so, I took the phone from him. I said, I am. <laughs> because at that point, I knew that um, what I was doing was not where my heart was anymore. And I had been really praying about where I needed to be and what. And I looked at all these jobs on Indeed and Monster and all that, and nothing fit. Nothing was right for me. And so I'd put out some applications, but not really anything serious. So when Hudson called, I knew that that was the answer to my prayer. And so um, he said, well, well, can you move to Cleveland? And I'm like, dude, I don't have to. It's 20 minutes away. <laughs> so I said, that's where Matt's from. So anyway, all that worked out. But um, it's it's funny. Chicken Salad Chick was one of my favorite restaurants. There's literally a store a mile from my house, and it's Josh's store. Gunbar, and I realized gun this morning, is gun Barrel, yes. As I was walking in, I'm like, you know, it's funny, Josh never needs a last name. He's like Madonna. He's chick famous. So you just say Josh and everybody knows everybody who you're knows. talking about. There's only one Josh. There's only one Josh. But um, it's, he, it's his store, and we would eat there about once a week, and I love the food. So when Hudson called that day, I was like, yes, I love this product. So it's 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 been a good fit. So
0: you, you're, you went through in October of 18. November of 18. November of 18, mm-hmm. 18 for OMT. And then when did the first store open?
1: So we opened um Cookville in May of nineteen. And then we opened Cleveland in November of nineteen. And then COVID hit March of twenty.
0: And then you probably said, What in the world are
1: we doing? Oh no, we said that two weeks in <laughs> when I was like, This is completely different. What was I thinking? But um I mean it's been a great experience and by the grace of God we survived COVID and um, between the, the team that we had in the stores and the team here at corporate and all the franchisees that were constantly inundating us with great ways to deliver product to the masses, we were able to survive. And, and it was a really good experience. We learned a lot through that. I love the um, creativity that we're allowed to have here. And so it's, it's been a really good experience.
0: Good. Now, talk to you Matt, Divide and Conquer. No. Who's, who's in the restaurants, who's not in the
1: restaurants. Okay, so the day that we came to corporate to meet Stacey, um, you know, Matt was not interested in being in the restaurant business again. And he sort of took over the conversation and really had a lot to say about what we'd done in the past and stuff like that. And so we all giggled and said, I wonder how long it'll be before Matt's involved. <laughs> and to this point, he has not made a sandwich he has not mixed any classic girl he hasn't done anything in the restaurants but he uh he does mention it every so often I think I'm gonna come and learn some stuff
0: <laughs> I'm like come on yeah you.
1: exactly <laughs> but um he does uh, he does do a lot of the repairs and things like that so he does get to enjoy the atmosphere he just doesn't we Make chicken. you
0: turned it into a family affair, though. So, talk about your kids. You have some kids. So I have three those.
1: children. Um, my oldest son, Connor, is twenty three, and he um, graduated from UTC. Married his high school sweetheart last January. And so we have a, our first grandbaby due in March. Awesome. We're pretty Congrats. excited about, Co- it's a little boy, his name is Cohen, okay. and so we're pretty excited about that. Excited. When's the due date? Uh, March 31st. Okay. Um, and Allison, his wife, majored in accounting, and so she works for Blue Cross, so kind of keep it in, mm-hmm. in the family path there. Um, I have a 19-year-old daughter, Anna, who is away at Eastern Kentucky, and uh, she is studying biomedical something <laughs> she wants to be a physician's assistant okay. so she is there and when she's not there she um, started she started learning prep in Cookville over the summer that first year and then when we opened Cleveland she was on the sandwich line and then eventually the manager said can I promote her and I'm like <laughs> absolutely so they promoted her to a manager so she's an assistant manager for the Cleveland store so she awesome. does a great job
0: so fun now how's that with her being away.
1: Um how am I with her being away? You know, at first I really thought I was just going to be shattered by it because that's my only girl. Um but we've done pretty well and it's kind of changed the relationship. Everyone had always told me that God prepares your heart for these things and they're right. Um the relationship has kind of changed in that before she would pass me in the house and running around and always doing stuff or we see each other at work, but we weren't together all the time but I knew she was there whereas now she's there in Kentucky but she texts every day she calls every day I probably talk to her more now than I did when she was home and so it's it's really just given us a different relationship but I like it we're in a good place I don't cry when she leaves (laughs) and she's very independent much more like her father no She might listen. We can't oh, say no, that, can't say uh, but yeah, we we enjoy it. It's um, it's changed the dynamic, but it's a good but that's dynamic, what
0: they say, right? Especially with mothers and daughters, mm-hmm. the teenage years are the hard years, and then afterwards, it's like the bond is so tight.
1: They That is usually true with Anna from um, birth to age about four and a half were the hard years. And so teenage years were a walk in the park by comparison. She didn't throw herself down and pitch fits anymore. It was pretty good by then.
0: No, And your Connor doesn't want to get into the restaurant business.
1: You know, he really doesn't. It's kind of funny. We, we ask all the kids, do you guys want the business? No. Okay. But we have Carson, who is our 11-year-old, or as I like to call him, my surprise child. Right. And he may eventually want Pleasant to. surprise in case He's he a great surprise. Best surprise ever. But he enjoys cooking and learning new things, and he likes to go to work with mom, so.
0: He and Anna might be your two, right? They might so be. they may be your two that in there.
1: They might eventually.
0: So, so you've been involved in lots of other companies. You've done lots of other stuff. Um, the restaurant business is unique. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's certainly, you mentioned it, it can be um the hardest stuff you've ever done, and it can be the most rewarding stuff you've ever yes. done. Yes. So you, you've seen all parts of that. Talk a little bit about how, you know, the impact you can have at our brand versus some of the other stuff, whether it's Axby's or even just other companies you work for. What's been the rewarding part or what, what's the, the thing you think about being able to impact positively that you've been able to do?
1: Uh, you know, the community aspect of the chick is really kind of unique. Uh, we I feel like we have a great opportunity to be involved with our communities, to do some really creative things. With it being a cold product, we can deliver the product in a much easier way than um, what we could. Like with Zagsby's, everything is in the moment. It's got to stay hot, and you're kind of limited with what you can do. But with a cold product, a cooler and an ice pack, and you're set you're only limited by how long you can keep the product cold and um, so we've been able to do some really neat stuff in the community from a serving standpoint setting up tents at um, different events and stuff and really celebrate our communities but also uh, with our hours we're able to appeal to some kids that we may not be able to appeal to if we're open till 10 and open on Sundays and things like that so I really that's my favorite thing is developing people and getting to impact the young people's lives and a lot of times in the restaurant business we may be the positive influence that they have in their sure. life
0: well along those lines so we were talking last night uh, at dinner with a group and you uh you've taken in some people yes so and and you're i i would think right now within our brand you're not the only one but i would love to hear Probably. your story because you're. Yours last night was really interesting, so, so tell everybody a little bit about
1: it. Well, so we have, um, we live in a rancher over a full basement, and so we've sort of turned the basement into the apartment, and when we first lived there, our oldest lived downstairs, and then our daughter moved downstairs, but since that... You did that, that to
0: keep everybody away from it, <laughs>
1: <right>? <laughs> Well, since that time, we've sort of, I mean, we have rooms, so if people have a need and you know, we're always willing to help. And I I feel like that's our responsibility with what God's blessed us with. And I always say, God blesses me that I might bless others. And, um, so first our best friends moved to Gulf Shores. And so their son who was best friends with our son said, can I live with you? And we're like, sure. So he came and lived with us for about 15 months until Connor got married and he's like, I guess I should move out now. (laughs) So at that point, our daughter's best friend needed a place to live because apparently some folks stop parenting when their kids turn 18. And so she moved in with us for about six months. So when Anna went away to college, she thought maybe she should go as well. And at that time, one of the, um, the managers that I have in the Cleveland store found herself in a position to need a place to live and erica's a great girl she's been with us since we opened and uh it's been really neat to watch her grow and mature and she's gone from a flighty little sandwich line girl till now she's probably going to be our agm at the cleveland store she's very responsible does a great job for us and we really enjoy having her in the house. She participates in family stuff, and she cleans up after herself for the most part. She cooks. So she's, she's been a joy to have. But she came to me yesterday and said, hey, I made a 90 on my chemistry exam. <laughs> and I said, you did? She said, uh-huh, Carson helped me with two of the questions. <laughs> and I had to laugh that my 11-year-old's helping my college student with her homework.
0: So it worked, though. 90. It worked.
1: And he told me, he said, I think Erica and I have become really good friends.
0: That's great. Yeah, what a good influence on both of them. Oh
1: yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad when she leaves us.
0: So did you ever think when you were uh, doing your um, rappelling out of a helicopter that you'd be in the restaurant business? No, in two stores. All these years later.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, it, it'll get in your blood, won't it?
1: It absolutely does, and it's just you can't have this much fun in most companies.
0: Yeah all right well you've got like one minute okay I'm gonna let you say anything you want to say to anybody out there I mean you you got whatever I've asked you all the questions so (laughs) you get the floor anything you want to say that you want to make sure everybody knows about you
1: oh goodness I I I love what I do my favorite book I really like the book The Shack by Young kind of gives you a different perspective on how much God loves you
0: it's a great book it
1: is a good book I just referred
0: it to someone recently did you yes so that's a great book All right, so that's awesome. Well, Christy, thanks for being here. Thanks for being willing to sit down with us for a while, and we'll uh, let everyone get to know you a little bit better. So it's been great. Thank you for having me. Thank you.